was with Riku and me all the time. We played together on that island. His voice always used to be there. And now it's gone. I can't think of his face or his name. I feel awful. And we're back. Champagne Show. Episode number two. David Vital. Thanks for having Thanks for coming. No worries. This is great. I was gonna say thanks for having me, because that's what you say. <laughs> when... That's my pleasure. <laughs> that's like the first thing I learned from like a PR person is like when someone says like welcome, welcome to the show, you gotta say thanks for having me. It show yeah. it shows that you're like a good human being. Not only you say that before and you say it at the very end, right? Thanks for having me. Exactly. It's a pleasure to be here, you know. So I'm well trained. That's good. And today we're gonna talk about what we talk about every time on the Champagne Show, which is what's on your mind and what's on our minds. And it can go in a million different directions. We have two bottles of Prosecco, it looks like, on the table, we're two dudes. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, one and, one and a quarter left. One we, we've been drinking for a little bit. And I think, um, I mean, we can just start it off. What, uh, I mean, what are we, we're Monday today? Um, yeah. how you feeling? Are Mondays good days for you? Do you... Yeah, Monday's good. Uh, Monday I don't have many meetings uh, at, at work, which is, which is great. I, um, I think today has been nuts. I don't know if you follow politics and news, but like, I, I first of all, I, I can't stop following politics uh, and the news and uh, today's thing with Michael Cohen and this whole, this whole fucking drama show that is you know the Trump administration uh, mm -hmm. is is just isn't I can't stop watching mm -hmm. and, and and that you know that is is one of the things that's always I, mean, I think it's on a lot of our minds um, and yeah I, uh, that, that that's probably one of the biggest things. So catch me up a, a little bit. They raided Michael Cohen's spot. Yeah. So so basically, so Michael Cohen is Trump's lawyer, right? And 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 longtime lawyer, and he is not only that, but he's also the financial chair of the RNC, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so. Um, He's been under fire recently from uh, Stormy, this whole Stormy Daniels case, uh, and it was, a I believe, a complete surprise to see his, especially this quickly, his, him rated. Like, that's, that's mind-blowing. No one would have guessed that, right? And so that means that they, they raided his hotel room, they raided his house, and they raided his office, took his computers, phones, everything that they could get their hands on um, pertaining to really anything, which means there's a level of discovery there. Um, and then there's obviously the things that are related to Stormy Daniels case, this payment to Trump for this uh, $150,000 mm -hmm. uh, to appear in Ukraine in 2015, whole bunch of things, right? So what happens now is uh, if the FBI is good and, and, and keeps things quiet, um, basically they go silent and then we wait, right? And we wait and see. There's all this speculation going on about what it means, um, but Trump's lawyer uh, needs to uh, basically have his lawyer um, on hand uh, to, to deal with this stuff. And I think that um, it's, it's, it's just fascinating, right? Uh, and you can read into that in, in any way, but it, I, I, was, I was shocked, especially for someone who's been following this for, 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 for so long. And the other interesting thing that's gonna happen is this includes communications between both Trump and Cohen, which are probably attorney-client privilege. So the question is, can they look at these things? Like it takes a special set of agents to be actual, actually to be able to 
use that stuff and look at it. Um, so who knows what comes out of this? Tax documents, everything, right? Um, it could be nothing, but... It's quite the show. It's, it's, it's a show, yeah. right? Um, yeah, and so... U.S. politics has been a pretty big show recently, and I'm kind of like, I'm curious your thoughts, actually. I, I don't know if I should be paying more attention or less attention. More attention in the sense that, like, something's happening, and the world's, go, you know, going into this place. Right. Or less attention because I see it affecting me on a day-to-day -day and I'm like getting angry a lot of the time. So should I just be muting, you know, muting my Twitter for Donald Trump? Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. If I could tell you right now the day you're going to die and how, would you want to know? I mean, I, to be honest, no. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that's kind of I mean that's obviously hyperbolic, but I think that's that's kind of the the the, the way to look at it, right? Mm -hmm. I have a, my other friend Greg Greg Carlson works at Postmates with me. Great guy, awesome. He doesn't follow politics, right? I'll I'll come into work, and uh, I'll say some shit about some shit that I, I read in the news, mm -hmm. and it he and he, he he he's not following. Like I have to catch him up, right? And I'm like, damn, I envy that, mm -hmm. right? Me, I wake up in the morning. While I'm showering, I have like CNN and, and shit from YouTube that I'm listening to and while I'm getting ready uh, every single morning. And the question is, does that improve my life? No, it's just a show. It's something to watch, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and I think that it doesn't really add much to your life. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's really just like anything, right? It's like you either commiserate with people and talk about it or, or you just, you don't, you don't think about it and you just carry on your day to day. I would say, just there's no real reason to follow the minute to minute right we'll all hear about this the substantive like things that come out of it um yeah that's that's kind of what kind of what i think ignorance about is bliss 100 percent. I, I think so <laughs> you know but then but then again you wake up every morning and you're 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 spending time on it. Yeah, every single morning. It's it's like clockwork, right? I look for like the juiciest thing in my feed or whatever it is, CNN or I hate listen to Fox News. It's it's bad, and you know even then like I'm like what am I doing? Like I'm just it's really purely entertainment, mm -hmm. um, and it just you know we I think we like to to listen and read things that kind of get us going and like and, and increase our adrenaline uh, because same reason I go and I watch horror movies like. I just I'm, I'm paying to like have my adrenaline, you know, just increased, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and we look for those types of things, whether we know or not. I think um, that's what that does for me, right? See, I never understood people who watch horror movies and stuff like that. So I was in bed the other night. I don't watch much TV, but I it was the end of the day, super hard day, and I open up Netflix and I see like a bunch of like intense documentaries basically, maybe some dramas, some horror movies, whatever, and then I see Michael Scott, The Office. <laughs> and a part of me is like a part of me is like this documentary about like Africa, you know, seems yeah. super interesting. Um, but it's probably talking about how elephants are getting murdered and yeah. ivory and all this stuff and I'm it's gonna make me think, it's gonna make me maybe sad for some elephants. Yeah. On the other hand, Michael Scott gives me 21 minutes of like pure bliss. Yeah. And I'm kind of, and I remember thinking like A or B, and 
I chose the office. Yeah, I, I do this all the time. I, yeah. it's, it's, it's my background, literally the office, uh, all the time. Because, you know, I've seen every episode probably, I don't know, 12 times at this point. But is that wrong? Is that wrong? I don't think so. I think that, look, if you're sitting there watching The Office and it has 100% of your focus a lot of the time, like, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's not great, right, for your, for, you know, your you know, learning and, and, and whatnot. But I think to choose that path, maybe while you're doing something else, right, uh, is awesome. It's totally fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, or, or you just want to sit there and chill, like, mm -hmm. and, and just relax. I think that, um, I mean, I, it's, it's all about the, mo the mood you're in at the moment. I also, I, it's either that or it's always sunny. These are the two mm -hmm. things, right? And like the office, you know, is, is like, just, I want to chill, I want to be happy. Like literally, I will watch a scary movie or a fucking intense documentary and then I'm like, fuck this and switch to, by the way, I can curse. Right? Of course, yeah. it's 2018. I know, right? Uh, I can switch, yeah. to, uh, switch to the office to like, to, to forget. Right, um, and always sunny. On the other hand, is like more of a—it's funny, but it's darker, you know, kind of thing. I think these. Are the, by the way, I'm so so pissed that it's, that always sunny is not on Netflix anymore. This mm -hmm. is like this is a crime. But anyway, those are the two things. You know, I just—it's easy. Right? Usually, it's while I'm working. I put it on the background, and I don't—I don't care. Um, you know, I don't have to really listen, but like I can dip my toe in a little bit. So you're like designing, you're coding, and you have the office or always sunny in the background. Basically all the yeah. time. Really? The time. Yes. Um, it has to be something that I don't feel like I need to hear, right? I cannot, I have one friend I work with who listens to podcasts while he's coding. I'm like, dude, like, I, don't lie to me. There's no way mm -hmm. you can really focus and, or you're just not listening to the, to the thing, right? You can't do both. I, I, I can't see that uh, to be able to actually think or and, and listen to something and take it in at the same time. I wish I could. I just don't think it's possible. It's like my buddy who I used to work with, awesome guy. He'd come to work high. He would code. You know, he's co he's an engineer. Mm -hmm. he, he'd code high, and he and he you know he somehow he was able to do that though, and which was fascinating to me. Uh, he was able to sit there get high and I could see it in his face, I could see it in his eyes and he would he would just bang out code. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't know how he does that. So maybe people can actually listen to a podcast and code at the same time. For me, it has to be something like The Office. I actually watched a Netflix documentary about uh, Adderall. Yeah, oh, is it the- uh, Stop your pills, pills or something? Or take yeah. your pills, yeah. yeah. I, I downloaded that, I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, this is gonna make me, this is gonna be a bit heavy. TLDR, yeah. Adderall is meth. <laughs> of course it is, it's amphetamine. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yes, that is true. Yeah, so it's meth, without yeah. the methane, but like basically same vibe. Yes. Um, millions of people are addicted. Yeah. It's a super drug. Yeah. It's the drug of the future, the present, the past. Yeah. And honestly, after watching that, you know, I've, I've never done Adderall. Yeah. But I was like, Where's the Adderall after that? So, I've, I agree, and I've been there, right? Because who doesn't? Like, there's a huge market for this. Fucking Alex Jones pedals this shit all day mm -hmm. long of like a super pill that's gonna make you smarter, faster, whatever, right? And like, of course, if you hear, wait, these folks can focus more and they can get more done, they can stay up, mm -hmm. right? Especially as you get older, like me, 36, right? 
I went in my early 20s working and I'd be able to code all night long. Now I'm like, fuck, I'm tired, it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, shit, if there's a thing that I can do that's safe and still have that energy, like, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. you everyone wants the edge, right? Everyone wants to be able to push themselves. So I get the appeal. Um, you know, and, and, and I've, I've certainly tried it, you know, I've, exp uh, you know, experimented with it and, and it's, it, ke it keeps you up, mm -hmm. it keeps you awake. What right? was your experience? Just like keeps you up? Yeah. So two things. One, um, it's, and this is a pretty small amount. <clears throat> this stuff comes in two forms, right? Mm -hmm. You get the instant release and you get the XR, which is a controlled release, mm -hmm. right? Um, and by the way, like, you know, you, you, you should obviously get this from a doctor, mm -hmm. talk to your doctor, so on and so forth. Um, the, the, the only real noticeable difference other than I just, you know, just staying awake was that it made me, it, and I'm going to sound like, like, I don't know, what, who cares, um, happier. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I remember, this is, this is years ago, and I remember vividly, you know, like in, in the morning or, or whatever it was, uh, I, I wanted to talk to people. Like, I was excited again. Mm. Like, I was just like in a good mood, right? And it's not that I'm in a bad mood, it's mm -hmm. just that like, it's, you know, at, at work or whatever, I, I like to focus and I like to mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a very talkative social person, but it brought me out of my shell. So it's basically the Viagra commercial. Yes. <laughs> you were the Viagra commercial, basically. Yes, yeah. exactly. Good morning. Yes. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, super. Yeah, you had a great night. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 uh yeah I I'd say that that was definitely it you know meth uh, is a hell of a drug I mean I've never uh, you know I would never say that I've I've how can you say you've never taken meth when you have uh, Adderall yeah I, look I think that yeah it, it's it's interesting it's it's interesting and it's it's you know if your doctor says like try it if you if you especially if you literally think that you have uh, some problem focusing. Mm -hmm. And your doctor's cool with it, like give it a shot. Well, right? two questions. Number one, what percentage of Silicon Valley is on Adderall? First question. Right. Second question, what percentage of those people are actually prescribed it by their doctor? Right. So, I I don't know, but look, I I would say that by first of all, people in Silicon Valley, I assume you mean folks in in roles and positions like like ours, which is tech or, or what have you, where you know a lot of people tend to work a lot of hours, right? You have to, you try to want to work a lot of hours. It's probably lower than you think, but I mean, I, I would say uh, 10 to 20% maybe. I mean, I agree. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from a doctor, I, I would, I would, again, if you're taking it regularly, mm -hmm. the only way to do it is from your doctor, right? Like I, there, I know of, again, this is, this is, uh, I, 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 I've, I have friends who, who, who take it every single day, and I know that some of them, you know, will get it from dark web, mm -hmm. which is not, I would never, <laughs> I would not, you know, suggest because it's essentially meth pressed into pills, mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that much, um, and, uh, and those will run you like $6 a pill, and then there's the real stuff, which will run you, you know, you can sell, I guess, for like $21 a pill, right? It's not worth it. it, it I mean... I, I don't think twenty-one dollars a pill. It's crazy, right? You get a uh, yeah. So, and I so thought, that's crazy, right? Um, it's a lot, right? But then again, if you think about it, right, and if you do some of the math, it's like okay, well, if I drink two coffees in a day, right, that's eight dollars, and that's kind of a it doesn't do too much, whatever, right? 
but if you can get like a control release thing that basically keeps you alert for 10 hours, right? And you're, you know, it's the math isn't so far off. Um, but uh, there are doctors I know, and I, uh, by the way, when I say all this stuff, I'm not like, like uh, trying to say like, oh, I don't, I don't do it. Like I actually, you know, I know this from mostly friends and whatnot, because I'm very curious about this whole world as well. Um, there are doctors that are psychiatrists and, and they're, you know, long time psychiatrists and, and uh, they make it really easy for you to go in, you know, once a month and check in with them and then they give you another prescription, right? And, and it keeps everyone kind of happy, right? And so um, they I know that, that those exist and, and people use that and, and then, then it's fine. Um, it's, not, it's not that bad, right? I, I don't think. It's just, if you can find a place where you, you do not escalate it and, and you don't rely on it, then, then that's okay, mm -hmm. right? I mean, drugs, legit, especially like that, legit help people. You know, millions of people who have problems focusing. Like, I couldn't imagine. Like, if I couldn't sit down and code for six hours and just do it, and like, I was bothered every 15 minutes or whatever it was, and I was all over the place, and we get like that sometimes. It would suck, you know? And, 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 and that would be terrible. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm I, I think that, uh, I think it can be pretty useful for, for people who, who can't really focus, but what the fuck do I know? Well, it's the people, you know, for the people who actually need it, like, they need, you know, they need it, and it's a, it's a lifesaver in a lot of ways. Like, they're able to perform their jobs and be happy and be focused, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. For the people who are like, Johnny over here is, you know, a developer, and he's putting in all these hours, and I, I want to, like, get that promotion or whatever. The question is like, should those people be taking Adderall? I don't think so. I think that um, a lot of this stuff should just, it should be able to come from within. And the real question is, um, what what do you, what is the definition of needs it, right? This is the problem. You'll go into a psychiatrist or a, a doctor and they will give you a test and you'll take a test, they'll ask you some questions and almost all of us can like, especially if it's in a certain light and a certain way, will have some form of ADD or ADHD. It's, it's you know, do you have trouble focusing sometimes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's called being human, right. right? And so I think that that's where the problem is that, that you know, how, how do you need it? Now, as far as like a promotion, why not? No, I don't think that's, I don't think that's smart and wise. I think that we should, um, that I think, and this is not, I'm trying not to be like um, uh, altruistic or whatever, but I think that it is, uh, it's a short-term game, short-term gain, right? Like performance-enhancing drugs or something like that, where, you know, is it you and your innate ability or is it a drug and where do you draw the line and how do you rely? Because like, think about it this, if Johnny gets a promotion because he was taking it, you think Johnny's gonna stop taking it? Mm -hmm. Probably not. But it's also like, what's a drug? It's like, I might That's be true. super, we were talking about piano earlier. Yeah. Like is, you know, playing piano an hour a day, like maybe that's what gets me my edge, or eating a big breakfast in the morning true. before an exam, or drinking coffee. That's true. It's a stimulant, you know? It's, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, again, it's not, it, it doesn't damage anyone else, so that's really up to the person who's doing it. The question is, 
you know, and I'm only think, t talking about that from the perspective of, is, are you hurting yourself, right? Like, mm -hmm. is it going to hurt you? Are you are you becoming rely are you relying on it? Is increasing? Like, for example, you know, if you take you're taking Adderall and you're drinking coffee and you're doing you know drinking Coke Zero with mm -hmm. you know a shot of Jack or whatever the hell it is. And a line of cocaine. You know, yeah, y your your blood pressure will go up, right? Unless you're seriously exercising, it likely will go up, and 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 it will have an effect on your body. And you will have a moment, probably, where it's like, shit, I gotta tone it down a little bit, right? I think that that's the trap, is you don't wanna fall into like that kind of mode where you're just pushing yourself too much, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, but that, that's, what I, like, that's what I always like to think about, right? Like, and also, I would say that the, 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 the game changes as you get older and you get wiser in your career, right? You're not, you know, I would say in my 20s, I was coding as much as I could to learn as much as I could uh, and throughout the night, all that, that was, that was my life, right? You know, before Google, during Google, five years, you know, you, there's a lot on the line, at least it felt, I felt like I had a lot to prove. Nowadays, after you build all that experience, you can afford to be a little bit more methodical, slower thinker a little bit you have the experience to draw on so that you can come up with solutions fast um, by drawing on that wisdom and you don't necessarily need that like all the hours in a day to be effective as much right uh, it, it depends on what your goals are i would say um and so that's what, what i would what i've been thinking about a lot lately is like you know how can i be most effective given the fact that <laughs> By like nine o'clock, I'm pretty tired, mm -hmm. and, and like I kind of just want to chill, watch some office, and go to go to sleep, but still like you know be very effective during the day and at work. Um, you know, I, I think that y yeah, you got to change the way you think about it a bit. If that makes sense. I didn't realize that you were kind of a workaholic in your twenties. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I, I only say that because. You, you seem like a pretty cool guy. Oh, thank you. So and like you got, you got like cool style, and your watch is really cool. Oh, what is that? You. Oh man, um, I had a phase in in uh, mechanical watches. This is a Glashuta. It's uh, man, I can I cool watch <laughs> and I everything you know. And I'm, I, this isn't to like blow smoke up your horn or whatever the expression is, but it's just like, you know, if you're working 16, 18 hours a day, you don't have a lot of time to spend with like friends and learning about, I don't know, maybe fashion and stuff like that and seeing what's cool. Yeah. Um, was that the case that, you know, cause I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening are maybe in their twenties, they're trying yeah. to, they're trying to hustle. Um, I'm just, I'm just curious, like what, did you feel as if you did have a social life in your 20s? No. And do you, do you regret that? No. I, I, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the, uh, uh, I, I've met people um, that are, you know, young and can, and I'm also, I'm always kind of surprised when they're just cool and they can talk and have a great conversation and they seem experienced yet they're you know, 22, 23, and that wasn't me like, at, all, at all. 
I, I you know I left uh, high school at, at 18. I was in guitar and, and computers and 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 shit like that. And and I you know I was not popular. Um, you know I was just kind of like whatever. Right middle. I stayed to my kept to myself. And I would say that. Yeah, I was I was just coding for majority of my my 20s. Like I I didn't I didn't learn anything. I didn't have a sense of style. What are we doing here? Uh, I didn't. I, that all came much later. I would say, right? Like I think after Secret, um, I kind of reevaluated everything and I figured out you know what I like and I don't like. I I pared down everything. I got rid of everything. I. I wanted my own, you know, identity, my own sense of style, and and I think that just like anything, that's a journey, right? Um, you know, my I'm gonna look back five years from now and look at like what I'm wearing today and go, what the, what the fuck, right? Uh, that's that's normal. I think that what happened though is that I became more confident with myself and I became more confident with what I like, and I wear things, watches or whatever, which uh, for me, right? It's 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 for me, and. Um, you know, it's 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 a part of my identity, and I think that if you have that, um, you you can you know you exude that, and, and people catch on, whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I I wrote this article a long time ago that was actually probably one of my most popular articles, and it was uh, ABC always be coding, right? Which is basically to say, look, if you want to get that engineering job, and this applies to other things, but if you want to get that job, you you there are no shortcuts. You got to give up something. Right? There's no way, I just don't see any way that you can become the best in a field and not sacrifice time for other things. And I do not regret that because it is what made me who I am today. It, it, I can, you know, in terms of coding, in terms of technical ability, is because of those sacrifices. Um, if I had not done that, I would, I would, it would be different. And I love having that, that superpower because I put in the time. And when I say time, I mean years and years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's okay. I, you know, I, 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 but I appreciate that. This, this, you know, um, I took some a bunch of time off after after Secret to just be and, and figure out what I wanted. Um, What'd you do? I went to New York. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I traveled a bit. Um, went to New York and. Uh, just just hung out, just like lived with the people, you know, and like like just just lived. Um, I took my younger brother who'd never been to New York and and uh, he also worked at Secret and, and we just kinda like, you know, figured out shit. Mm -hmm. So so it, it, how long were you there for? I lived there most of two thousand fifteen, mm -hmm. after Secret until the end. Uh, yeah. So you know, I hung out. Someone once told me Everyone in their life should live in New York one time. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, look, I think New York grows on you. Uh, when you talk to a lot of people who don't live in New York and they go the first time, they're like, ah, oh, that was cool. They go again and again, then they go, New York, I gotta be there. I, I, I think if they're open to it, right? I love it. It's, 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 it's massive. It's, there's always things going on. It's, it's, uh, you know, you think about it, it's 10 times the size of New York or of New York, of San Francisco. It, it, I, how do you describe it? I, I can't even describe it's it. It's kind of like Adderall. It's, it's like Adderall. There's always, there's always stuff going on there. Uh, yeah, I, I think that 
yeah, I, I, I got the bug and, and I want to live there for at least a year. I think that would be fun. I, I yeah, think. you know, I, I think a lot about, so I'm every day, and I don't know if this is a bad thing, but I'm always thinking about the pros and cons of, this, of, of cities. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned about myself is I'll never be happy in one city. Mm -hmm. I see that, I can see that. Because Do you mean like living in one city? at one time or you can't stay in one city for let's say the rest of your life? I mean, like I live in San Francisco, after let's say 10 days, I'll get tired of it and yeah. I'll need something from LA, something from New York, yeah. something from Portland, something from yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with basing myself here, but I, I understand that like, you know, for example, San Francisco, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time with tech people. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be, the weather is pretty good overall. Um, I'm going to be, you know, the nightlife scene isn't particularly great. True. <laughs> True. You know, so it's like, I'm always looking to compensate in other areas because, you know, I'm trying to live as they say, as the kids say, my best life. Yeah. And I'm trying to gain experiences and connect with people and just do cool and do interesting things. And I just don't think one city has that. But New York City yeah. does have pretty much everything. I mean, except, I mean, I guess, I, well, it doesn't have LA, it doesn't have the beach, but right. it, it does have a lot. Yeah. Look, you can't have it all. Right, I think that um, it's a great privilege to be able to move around like that, right? Yeah. And to be able to experience different things. And I think that if you have the ability to to go to you know other cities to try other things like that, um, I think it's worth taking advantage of uh, because you gain so much perspective, right? I mean. I wear all black because I spent probably a lot of time in New York. It like it just seeped into my, you know. I, I look around. I try to get a sense of style, and and I, you know, I, I I see the things in New York that New York has that San Francisco doesn't, and vice versa. You go to LA, you see things, and it helps you appreciate things. And I think that's the key: is that it's not just about going to another city to learn and have fun in that city, but it's also to appreciate what you have in your current existence and where you are. Um, that that keeps things fresh and interesting, right? Because it's too easy to take take grant take things for granted. Um, I grew up in a suburb of Chicago, and I go back to Chicago, and I love downtown. But like when I get to the suburb, it's just it's sad. It makes mm -hmm. me sad, right? Um, that uh, that that like it doesn't have some of the things San Francisco has, and so. That's not to knock the suburbs. Like again, I, I grew up there. I loved it. I would never change change anything. My family's there. They're the best. But man, do I get am I happy when I get back to the city? You know, and that's great. I think in life we feel you don't feel speed, right? I'm gonna be an idiot for a second. Like you you're going in an airplane 600 miles an hour. You don't feel it, right? You're in a car. You, you get up to 200 miles an hour and you're just cruising. You don't feel it. What you feel is the deltas, right? You feel the acceleration, you feel the deceleration, you feel the change, you feel taking off, you take, feel landing. And I think life has to be like that, where you need to find ways to you know, accelerate something and decelerate because those are the things that, that we feel. Um, and I think traveling does that in a way, right? 
you, you know, makes you wanna, wanna, you know, when things are getting crazy, you wanna settle down. When, when they're too calm, you wanna, you wanna speed up, right? And so, uh, I think New York would be great. I'd probably get tired of it and wanna slow down after, after a while, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's okay, I think. You feel the deltas. Yeah, it's the deltas, right? Feel change. Um, yeah. I think it's the city you live in. I believe that you need to marvel in the city you live in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm originally from Montreal, Canada. Montreal is actually built on a mountain. So the, you go up to the top of the mountain, you can see the entire city. Mm -hmm. I had a friend in from New York. I was showing him around. We drove up to the top of the mountain. He was asking me what this is and what that is. And I was like, okay, this building is that, and that building is this, and this was built in 1864, and this is where the Montreal Canadiens play, and da da da. And I just like pointing, pointing, pointing. And that's when I realized I need to move. Because I was like, I kind of get this town. Right. Like, I know it. I don't marvel in here anymore. Yeah. You know, I wake up in San Francisco still to this day, and, you know, there's a view of the city here. I wake up, and, you know, there's still I have I still have a lot that I haven't accomplished here, mm -hmm. and I'm still marveling in it. Once I, I you know I may wake up tomorrow, next week, five years, ten years from now, and be like, you know what, like maybe I don't marvel at Salesforce Tower anymore. Yeah. No. How old are you? I just turned 29. God damn it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know I I think I'm 36 and just turned 36. I gotta qualify that. Um. <laughs> I spend an, an, an inordinate amount, too much time thinking about how do I not regret what I'm doing right now, right? I think back to my 20s and I often, it's hard not to say, oh, I should have done that because I had the ability to do it, but I didn't see it then, right? And, and now, like, how can I avoid that situation? Um, I don't regret it, but I feel like I could have or I should have done X, Y, or Z at that at some point um, to take advantage of that time, right? Like, I don't go to clubs anymore, right? I didn't really go to clubs in my 20s. I went here and there a couple times. You know, I liked going to Coachella, stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I feel like I should have done more of that. I should have spent more time maybe enjoying myself a little bit that way. That's okay. So the question is like, now I'm 36, four years I'll be 40. As, you know, but who's counting? Yeah, means something, whatever, right? Who's counting? Me. But, you know, should I go to New York now? Should I do it in a couple years? Uh, should I do it much later? You know, uh, that's always on my mind. Um, I, I don't know if there's an answer. Uh, I think that you always have to question what you're doing in that moment. Um, you know, spend some time thinking about like, what am I doing right now? And, and, and change it up a bit, right? I think people don't trust their guts enough. No, I, com I completely agree. We go with the safe option, yeah. always. The, 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 always, and that's, that's a huge problem for me. Because it's, it's tough to trust your gut, frankly. You know, we build our guts up for a reason, I think. Yeah. And you, you may wake up in the morning and be like, New York City, I don't know why it's calling me, but you have a life here, and your job is here, and your family is here now, and you have a kid, and it's, there's a lot of connecting the dots you have to do, and, you know, you might. Yeah, 
I, I, I completely get that. Like, but then again, like, I remember, so for, for me, I do this weird thing where I, I you know, join a company, let's say, or I have a company and it, and I, and I do well, or I, I, I'm, you know, I, I end up in a, in a, in a spot that, that I, I'm excited about, um, you know, Square, for example, was, you know, joining the executive team. And then a few months later, I go, I, I want to travel or I want to leave and do this thing. And I, you know, I was there for, you know, about a year and, and then I left. And that was following my gut, but now looking back, I think, fuck, like, I, you know, I could have stayed and like really, you know, done something, you know, taken a different path. Now, Square led to Secret, which again is another one where it's like, ah, I don't regret, but it was crazy, right? So, you know, it, I'm schizophrenic on the issue, right? Uh, when I was at Google, same thing, like, Things are growing great, and then I left because it was almost like, well, where do I go from here? What am I doing? Uh, let's just change it up. And uh, you know, I think that I think again, I'm schizophrenic on it because sometimes it was good, sometimes you know, it's like it, was that the right decision at the time? Uh, and and I'm always thinking about that, always. I, I think especially in this industry, there's so much interesting shit going on, and mm -hmm. so many things you can do. You can't do it all. You can't join every company. You can't do every startup that you're thinking about, right? And if if you're someone who is always thinking about those things, it drives you mad. Mm -hmm. Like it drives me literally insane. Um, you know, you're working on your company. It's like, uh, you know, where wh where are you going? How how long do you work on it? Where 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 you know? There's there's all these things that come into play when you're up against time, and that's very stressful right and 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 it's like that's why they say like do what you love or it must be something you love because if you love it and you're doing it and you're enjoying it like fuck it mm -hmm. like you know that's cool that then you're happy right i think like i'm all over the map here um but i i think happiness is like forgetting what you're doing in the first place right mm -hmm. it's like you're not thinking like oh i'm happy it's like when you're snowboarding down a mountain you're not thinking about it you're just fucking happy mm -hmm. because you're just in the moment right and and i think that the more you have a job or you have a thing where like that's your state, like you're just in it, that to me is, is happiness, right? Uh, and, and that's what people should be striving for um, when they're day to day. For me, it's just, you know, I run a large team at Postmates, but I code every day. I probably code six hours a day um, because I'm just in that mode and that's where I am happy, right? Uh, so so that's, that's, that's that. Some thoughts. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, I think uh, it's kind of it's bang on. It's it's. Someone was asking me today, how do you? Just today, actually, how do you? You know, we have you know a hundred campus reps who work for our company Islands, and this girl's graduating soon, and she's like, how do I know uh, what to do after graduation? And I was just like, what are some things that you just talk about that you just can't stop talking about? Like you lose track of time. Yeah, basically. totally. Like, and for but her, it was art. It was just like, she was buying canvases and painting and, and I was like, but she wants to go into tech. Her whole thing is I want to go into tech. And I was like, okay, you can go into tech, but 
instead of doing business development or whatever the jobs you're applying for, it's like maybe this thing that you're spending seven hours a day doing, thinking, talking about, maybe you should actually like look at that. There's a reason why you're wired to do that. Totally, 100%. But she was like, I don't know, like, there's no, you know, a lot much money in it, and, you know, and it was kind of sad. Overthinking, you know, like, dude, and if it's not that, nice. Don't overthink. Nice. <laughs> if it's not that, you gotta, thank you, you gotta balance, right? You gotta do, yeah, like, maybe you're working, and you're, um, Maybe maybe you're you know you're 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 working and uh, you also balance it with art or something like that. You gotta have that outlet at the very least. I think that like for me, for example, you know you say painting. Um, after Secret, I got into painting, right? I got into something. It was boxing and painting. Those are the two things that I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it, right? And me now, you know, I fucking like I. Uh, uh, paint triangles that's my thing hmm. I paint fucking triangles they're, they're they're all over my house I go home almost every day and I paint a different variation of a triangle uh, and I don't know why I have no fucking answer for it it's just that it, it makes me happy right and I and everyone is different it's like the feeling of the day I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up a photo to show you by the way I just realized you have a I have two triangle tattoos. Yeah. I, again, I don't know what, but I know that I like it, mm -hmm. and like that is that is where I go. And so, when someone asks you why you have triangle ta tattoos, you say it depends on the person, right? So if it's like I'm not, if I don't want to talk, I just say I like triangles. Yeah. Simple. I like. I yeah. fucking like triangles. All right? right. If I'm trying to be somewhat, you know, like whatever, I'll say, hey, you know, it's because there's three sides to every story, right? There's your side, my side, and the truth, right? Oh, wow. Or it's the strongest natural shape, you know, in the world. Uh, you know, things like that that, that you can kind of come up with. But honestly, the real thing is that I just like triangles. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. Um, and and I, I, we all, we need to have these things. Here's a photo. You see, oh, like, damn. I got fucking... Uh, you were not this, kidding. This is only part of it, right? Yeah. They're all different shapes, all different things. And you painted these? Painting them. Because I figured out a process to get the hard lines. Mm -hmm. They're all black and white. Like the hard lines and the hard edges. And like, and then it becomes like, you know, a cool thing. When you discover something on your own, um, it just becomes like fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think the tri a triangle a day keeps like the insanity away. You know, mm -hmm. it, it helps me uh, relax. So there's, there's a lesson there. There's something. Find your... You want to find your triangles, uh -huh. whatever that is. For her, it was you know, you know, art. For you, it's, it's triangles. Triangles. It's always sunny. It's coding. Always boxing. Boxing. What yeah. else? What else do you love? You know, I think at any one time, a lot. We all have a number of hobbies, and some are in hibernation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. I've been playing guitar my life, but if I'm being honest, I play maybe two or three hours a week, right? That's just, that's just hibernation. Um, but it's still there if I want it. Um, you only have enough hours in a day. I, you know, I, I try to find a way to invent time, short of maybe, you know, Adderall or, or just not sleeping or what have you. But um, right now, for me, it's, it's work, which is like most of it. I try to spend time with my daughter, which is which is 
a whole new thing um, and and it's and it's my own personal thing right for you it's a thing for you like when you're working yeah you can enjoy it but it's it, you know it's it's whether it's you know you have a startup that's different but like you're you're working for someone else like right. you're there you have a responsibility you go home and you paint triangles that's all you right you know I, I, I like to think that like every day you're I'm happy if I feel like in a given day that I've created more than I've consumed and let me tell you in the morning, when I'm listening to CNN or I'm in the, sh you know, whatever it is, I'm, I'm consuming. I'm just, just consuming, right? Uh, but if I'm coding or, or you're doing something, you're creating something from nothing, like that to me, I need to have every day. Or I feel like I have that balance. And, and everyone should have something like that, where you have that outlet. Um, it's, it's so incredibly important. And a productive outlet. Productive, even like, reading, yeah. like read, like reading stuff that actually makes you think, right? Um, I, yes, productive outlet. Maybe like a crossword puzzle, like isn't isn't ideal, but like I I think just creating something from nothing or like putting something back, creating value, like the creative side, exercising that, whatever that is, I think is is key, you know, uh, to, to to being happy, um, because I know that. You know, a lot of people that I know that are the happiest are the ones who, especially in their old age, still have something that they do, right? They have a hobby, they have a thing mm -hmm. uh, that, that is theirs and that they love, and, and you do that until you're dead, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and, and I think that it's, 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 you know, you start that at a young age and you just keep that up, and it, and it might change. Um, so. I never know when I go on these rants. I never know how to end them. I just like I'm like so. Well, you know, that. no. The thing is, like you were talking, I was thinking about uh, all the happy people I know in life, and yeah, what are the things that they do? Right. And the patterns I always see is family. Yep. Is super super important. And to your point, like, well, vocation, like whatever it is they're doing day to day that needs to be super pa you know passionate about that and that could be anything it could be like your barista or yeah. you know it doesn't have to be your Elon Musk true um, and and then yeah I think like some level of like something beyond your vocation and I think and uh, yeah and I think for anyone who's like ah, I don't really have anything right now or how do I get started it's like there's so many so many things like you can go take a painting class you can go like I you, know, you can go learn how to like like I went to this one thing and I learned how to like make a pencil skirt right mm -hmm. like I wanted to get into like uh, uh, pattern making right mm -hmm. or uh, I did letter pressing like you kind of test the waters right of things and you never know what you're gonna find I think that I think you just gotta kind of got to do it and and it's important to have that that kind of thing right on mm -hmm. the side what's your thing what do you what do you do what do you like to do outside? You're running a startup. Yeah, I mean, startup life is all-encompassing. Totally. It's maybe best way to describe it is it's like maybe you have a big exam tomorrow and it's like that angsty feeling. Maybe you haven't studied and yeah. it's like that angsty feeling. So yep. you, if you have a startup, you have that angst constantly. So it's always in the back of my mind and front of my mind. So I'm always thinking about that. Um, Music. Um, Listening? List, honestly, like, 
would be cooler if I said playing. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, a, I'm a better listener than I am play, you know, producer. Yep. And I think, um, but for me, like, finding new music, Pitchfork is my friend, Spotify, Discover Weekly is my, knows me better than anyone I know. Discover Weekly is pretty good. Yeah. I will, let me ask a dumb question. What is Pitchfork? Pitchfork is a blog for basically music reviews. Got it. Yeah. Do you know who Left Sets is? No. Okay, Bob Left Sets. He's an old guy. He's a lawyer in the music industry and he has a blog. Mm -hmm. You should follow him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you an article as well. It's called Art Not Business. And, it, and it, he basically spells out the difference between an artist and a business person. And it's incredible and it's eye opening, right? Um, you just remind me of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that um, you can go deep on music. You can listen and go deep on it and really understand and try and figure out what you love, right? Go listen to um, what was um, Kendrick's, uh, any of Kendrick's albums, really. Yep. And you listen and you're like, this goes fucking deep. Yep. Look at, listen to Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye. Mm -hmm. That shit goes on another level like deep, right? When you really get into it, when you understand the chord progressions, um, when you understand like some of the, what, what the reasoning behind the lyrics, it's insane. And most people, most, the majority of people never fully appreciate the music at that level. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of music that you can really, really go deep on and it becomes a hobby to appreciate it at that level. Um, and it makes it amazing. And you can talk to people about it. Uh, so there's, that is a hobby. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, someone would ask me, like, how do you define art? Mm -hmm. And I think music is a form of art. Yeah. Um, of how do you define it? I define it as, and this is Greg Eisenberg's definition, it's, it's a way that transports me to somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye, Dark Twisted Fantasy, like, that's gonna, that's getting you somewhere else. Like, yep. if you're, like throw on some candles, lower the lights, close your eyes, put on the album, like you're going somewhere. Yep. And there's a commentary that he's trying to make with the whole production. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, you know, the, the, that teleportation is a hobby. I yep. get to go places. It's like traveling. It's like cheap travel. <laughs> if you yeah. can't afford to travel, just... Yeah. Make friends with some music. With some music, yeah. Man. It's like David Lynch, one of my favorite favorite people uh, in the world. You know, amazing director, and uh, you know his movies are kind of out there. You look at Blue Velvet, you look at Twin Peaks, things yep. like that. And he will tell you, like, first of all, like he created this art to perfection. He had Final Cut. He he. It's what he wanted. It's his, his vision. However, how you listen to it, how you interpret it how you like uh, experience it, all those points, whatever you think it's about is completely valid, right? Like I saw him recently and someone asked like, you know, what is the meaning behind, it was like the intro or, uh, you know, I forgot what they asked about, but, and he didn't even want to give an answer because he's like, what do you think it's about? Because that's valid, right? And, and I think that that's cool. I think that yes, Kanye had like commentary and whatnot, but you can still experience it in your own way and what it means to you, right? And 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 I, I you know I can, I can, that's what art is it makes you feel something that's it right 
uh, you know, in, in, in you know, my triangles might be just for me. I enjoy them, and maybe other people are like, whatever, they're fucking triangles, like mm-hmm. cool. But like, you know, it's it's the emotion that I put into them, and I know that through the process of creating these triangles or creating whatever the fuck and putting the time into it, that it will become something, right? It's like trust the process, like just do it. You don't know where you're gonna end up, but you're enjoying it along the way and it will get you somewhere, right? And, and that to me is like uh, the story of like, you can turn that into anything. It's music, it's startups. Like no one knows what their, their startup is gonna be when they start it, you, you don't know. You, you, you start, you try some shit, you change it, you might change it again, and you go along, and it's that process, right? You just have to get started on it and then just put in the work. Trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut, and, and, and that's it, so, I don't know. I mean, I think you know, you know? <laughs> I think, like, if I've learned anything from this hour conversation, we're, I think we're running out of time, but, is that one thing's for certain is you, I mean, feel the deltas, are you kidding me? Like. Yeah. I got that tattooed on my forehead right now <laughs> with a yeah. triangle <laughs> in a it. Triangle. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's a pleasure. It's been it's fun talking with you because I think you have a good framework for how you see life. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm also I'm just trying to learn. You know, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, but I. But does anyone, you know, really? No, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows what's gonna work. Nobody knows. Scooters all over San Francisco. Like, who come up with that idea? Right. Like, is it gonna work? I don't. No one fucking knows. But it's a thing, and uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that. Uh, yeah, this has been great. I, I think it's, it's. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming on to the Champagne Show. Thank you, sir. David Vitale. Where can we find you on the internet? David Vitale. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> At David Vitale. Thank you. Alright. Hell yeah. Alright, cool. Thanks, man. That was awesome, dude.